my loves. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the next episode of Misha's Room. Thank you for making your way back into my space. Thank you for coming here. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Y'all know how much it means to me for you just clicking that link, reading that little blurb, and then pressing play to hear the things that I have to say. I really, truly appreciate it. If this is your second time, thank you so much for doing it again. If this is your first time, welcome to Misha's room. Hey, sweetie. My name is Misha. I'm a poet, and Misha's room is dedicated to dissecting and unpacking my original poems. I hope that you find some stuff that you like here. I hope that you enjoy it, and I really, really hope that you take something from Misha's room and you can bring it back to your space. Now, on the last episode of Misha's room, we talked about using drugs as coping mechanisms. We unpacked my poem, Sober Thoughts, and we talked all about my experience, the personal stuff that I went through, and basically what I learned throughout that process. If that's something that you're interested in, if you know it's something you may be interested in and you haven't heard that episode, then by all means, go and click that link. You can make your way back to Misha's room, but in the beginning, you can hit an intro and you can discover Sober Thoughts. On this episode, we're going to talk about my poem, Side Bitch. Yeah, I said Side Bitch. I'm rolling my eyes when I say that because when I go back and read this, I think about like some dumb shit that I did <laughs> when I was growing through shit. Like, man, Side Bitch is a nice piece, though. I think it's pretty relatable. I relate to it because it's my life and I wrote it. But <laughs> anyway, so um, a little background about Side Bitch in case you haven't peeped it um, once upon a time. I was a side bitch. Yes, side bitches have no face. You don't know what we might look like. <laughs> I'm no longer a side bitch. But I was, and I truly believe that side bitches help the world go round. Side note, I think that the reason I believe side bitches help the world go round is because deep down inside, I believed in non-monogamy, but I just couldn't find a language for it yet. Don't worry, we are going to dig into like, my beliefs on monogamy and polygamy and polyamory and other non-monogamous relationships in future episodes. So stay tuned for that kind of stuff as well. But this one is just talking about my experience as somebody's side bitch, right? Right. So um, when I originally wrote side bitch, it was me kind of like just discovering that role. Like I knew... That I was fucking with somebody who was fucking with somebody. But I didn't know how heavy they were fucking with somebody that wasn't me. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Here is my story. And I hope you get something from it. Here's that bitch. You're so happy. You broadcast to the world how much you love her, but... Did you think of her when you were deep-sea diving in my insides? Did she cross your mind one time when you took me on that ride? Yeah, I thought not. Because the word girlfriend didn't come from your lips. I'm thinking it was more oh shit because you hit that spot. And for a while I was actually proud that I got you. 
that I experienced you. That I sprayed my thighs and let you explore parts of my body unprotected. Never once thinking that you leave me feeling neglected. I trusted you. Did things I'm not at all accustomed to simply because it was with you. And you took advantage of that. Encouraged me to throw it back as if you were willing to catch me. But see, you gave no fucks about me. All you saw was this ass clapping and these beautiful breasts flapping and that nut you released. I gave you a fucking piece of me that no nigga can claim. And you led me on, had me thinking you felt the same, but I couldn't be more wrong. And now I'm stuck singing some bullshit love song because you played me. Trick betrayed me like I was some random chick. Son, you ain't shit. Thinking about the feelings I had could cause a bitch to go mad. You don't get it. You fucked me in more ways than one. And nothing you can say will ever undone the shit you did. I risk carrying your kid to please you. That's not some shit I regularly do. You were special. And all you saw was opportunity. So you said what you needed to to woo me. Right out of my underwear. Took me there and left me out to dry. Without so much as a reason why once again, son. You ain't shit. A nigga like you ain't even worth this. Whew. Child, 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 side bitch did some things to me back then. <laughs> that brought back some memories, bro. But that's okay because, you know, we all go and grow through shit. It is what it is. So um, now we'll move on to the breakdown of side bitch. So from the first few lines, you're so happy. You broadcast to the world how much you love her, but did you think of her while you were deep sea diving in my insides? Did she cross your mind one time when you took me on that ride? Yeah, I thought not. Because the word girlfriend didn't come from your lips. I'm thinking it was more oh shit because you hit that spot. So when I wrote that part, I was really like under the impression that they weren't as serious as they were now i know that kind of like sounds stupid because it's like well bitch if somebody say they got a girlfriend then common sense tells you that they have a girlfriend which yeah it does and yeah that does make sense but i didn't think it was that deep you know sometimes niggas be fucking with bitches and they get accidentally tricked into relationships and it's like oh you my girlfriend now so now I'm apparently taken, but that's not really where I want to be. Um, I figured it was on that kind of tip. I don't know. Maybe I, it was just, I was digmatized. That's what I'm going to go with. At that point, I was digmatized. So I kind of ignored, kind of didn't really want to see how serious they were. And he didn't bother emphasizing it as well. So it's not like I just, it ain't all on me. <laughs> Okay, so um, the next line is, and for a while I was actually proud that I got you, that I experienced you, that I spread my thighs and let you explore parts of my body unprotected. Never once thinking that you leave me feeling neglected, I trusted you. Did things I'm not at all accustomed to simply because it was with you, and you took advantage of that. Now that part was on like some extra shit. Like when I say, I spread my thighs and let you explore parts of my body unprotected. Like, that is some really, really big shit to me. Like, I don't do unprotected sex. Maybe it's because I was a kinesis major and I did, like, 
a lot of study and a lot of work on sexuality and STDs and STIs. And I believe in normalizing sexual conversations and sexual liberation, but the way you do so has to be in a healthy manner for both parties. Like if you're gonna be non-monogamous or anything like that, like if you're gonna like do your thing, you're able to do your thing and I support people doing that thing, but you need to do it safely. So it kind of fucked my head up when we were doing something that wasn't safe. It was really, really extra. This was me saying like, you know what? I'ma like take this little piece of me and let him kind of like had a little bit like, okay, I'ma let you do this because you know, it's okay for us. But I probably shouldn't have did that. And on that note, everybody, you should go get tested. You should ask your partner if they've been tested. You should ask them when was the last time they've been tested. And it shouldn't be like this big old, like, oh, that's weird that she asked me that or that he asked me that or somebody bought up STDs and STIs. Like, it doesn't have to be cliche. If we have these kinds of conversations, then it makes sexually active people, you know, a hell of a lot more safer. And it makes people like me who are gonna ask, <laughs> it makes that conversation go a hell of a lot more smoother. But yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and get off my little soapbox on that note. <laughs> Continuing. Encourage me to throw it back as if you were willing to catch me, but see, you gave no fucks about me. That sentence is like just plain smack in the face. To be 100% honest, my dude gave no fucks about me. None. So when I say he encouraged me to throw it back, that metaphor, well, I don't know if it's necessarily a metaphor. I guess it's more symbolism than a metaphor. But anyway, so the symbolism in that line is like, he encouraged me to throw his ass back. Like he encouraged me to like, you know, to throw it back when we were actually having sex as if you were willing to catch me. So it's like as if he's going to catch his ass when I throw it back when we fucking. But also as if you were willing to catch me if I would have fell for you. So you like pushing for us to have sex and to be intimate and to like take this next step in whatever the situationship that we're doing as if you was gonna be there for me. But in reality, like my dude, you didn't give a fuck. Like if I would have fell in love, you like, you wouldn't have been there. So you encourage me with that that fake ass encouragement but yeah um my news really didn't give a fuck so all you saw was this ass clapping and these beautiful breasts flapping and that nut you released i gave you a fucking piece of me that no nigga can claim you led me on thinking you felt the same but i couldn't be more wrong and now i'm stuck singing some bullshit love song because you played me Straight betrayed me like I was some random chick. Son, you ain't shit. That little, you know, stanza has a lot in it. That has a lot in it. In that sense, all my dude cared about was, you know, fucking me. Like, all he cared about was getting that notch in his belt and, you know, basically getting his little nut off. Like I said, like, yeah, all, yeah, all you saw was this ass clapping and these beautiful breasts flapping. 
and that nut you released. So he didn't see the woman behind it. He didn't see like the fact that I was falling for him or the fact that, you know, I thought we were working towards something more than what it was. And so now I'm stuck singing some bullshit love song because you played me. I'm a hopeless romantic and it's like, I listen to R&B all day, all the time. So that line basically credits me like sitting there singing these broken hearted ass songs and all this like, oh, I'm so sad because this actually happened. But it's because you played me. Like if you would have never fucking played me, I wouldn't be in my feelings right now. Not right now, but you know, when I wrote the piece. So at the end of the day, son, you ain't shit. <laughs> uh, okay, so the next stanza is like, thinking about the feelings I had could cause a bitch to go mad. You don't get it. You fucked me in more ways than one. And nothing you can say will ever undone the shit you did. I risk carrying your kid to please you. That's not some shit I regularly do. You were special. And all you saw was opportunity. So that says it goes into like the extra shit that I did. Like I said, we had unprotected sex. And not only could you possibly get SCs and STIs from having unprotected sex, but you could also make a baby. And Lord knows that we were not in a position to have, take care of, create, none of that with a baby. And it's like, I really, I took that risk because this was something that he wanted to do. And at the end of the day, like that double back and bit me in my ass because he didn't care. And although I thought he was special, like I thought he was deserve the, you know, the type of nigga that was deserving of this type of treatment. In reality, all he saw was an opportunity to be like, you know, I fucked her, basically. And it's like, yeah, you did. You got that. You could pat yourself on the back. You know, you could check that off your list. You could do whatever you want to do because you did. You did fuck me. Physically, you did fuck me. But not only did you fuck me physically, you fucked me in more ways than one. You fucked me mentally as well because now I'm sitting here questioning my worth and trying to see like, well, what, like, comparing myself to the other girl that um, he was messing with at the time, like, well, what does she got that I don't have? And it was all of this, like, well, why can't, why am I not enough, like, for him in this sense? And it was just like, damn, I do. Like, you don't even realize what you did. All I was was a nut to you, but, like, you fucked over me. Boom. So, um, so you said what you needed to woo me right out of my underwear. Took me there and left me out to dry without so much as a reason why, once again, son, you ain't shit. A nigga like you ain't even worth this. That was like me getting like this big eye-opening as experience because it was like I never even got a why. And I think that was the hardest pill for me to swallow when it came to dealing with this individual in this particular situation because it was like I never got why so like it ended up affecting me a hell of a lot more later on because i ended up questioning and i was like well maybe it's because of this maybe it's because of that maybe it's be i never got that clarification and it was like well damn why can't i be a why am i not enough like i'm i i am motherfucking misha nigga you know who i am and i'm still not enough that was like really really hard for me to like accept especially since like i didn't even get my reason so it's like i'm not enough and i'm not even enough to deserve to know why 
I'm not. You know, like what parts of me is wrong? What, what should I change? What can I fix? But that's like where I started to see like this nigga, this nigga not, he's not worth it. So it's not like I'm the person that's lacking somewhere. I'm the person that's all the way fucked up. I'm the mistake. I'm the problem. It's more of I'm sitting over here writing poems. I'm fucking crying. I'm being depressed. I'm like going through all of this dumb shit over a nigga who downplayed something with somebody else and then ended up using me and I did all this extra shit and now I'm deep in my feelings and all of this behind a nigga that's not even worth it if we really want to be honest. Like when I go and I reflect and I look back on the person I was, the person he was, where we were in our lives and that kind of stuff is like I was really sitting up there bugging the fuck out over a nigga that was like, bitch, I shouldn't even be. <laughs> like, bitch, I, you know who you are? That's what I had to tell myself. I have to tell myself that every morning to be 100% honest. I get up and I say, like, you know, something about me conquering the world. We can talk about that later. And then I also end up saying, like, bitch, do you know who you are? And I had to come to that realization when dealing with the nigga that inspired side bitch. So all in all, that sums up this poem. At the end of the day, we're all growing through shit. So like I said, I did believe that I was an avid supporter of the Side Bitch Nation. I was, I thought Side Bitches made the world go round and eventually that evolved into something else, which eventually evolved into something else, which eventually created the bitch that I am still transforming into today. So it's like, yeah, I did that. Yay, it was fucked up, but it happened. And at the end of the day, we're all growing through shit and I don't feel like I'm by myself in this. So <laughs> to sum this up, y'all let me know what you think. Have you had any similar experiences? Is this something that you can relate to? Were you a side bitch? Have you had a side bitch? Does your nigga or your bitch have a side bitch? <laughs> you might not know, but anyway, share this episode with your friends. I hope that you enjoyed it. Again, I hope you took something from it. Um, I love you guys. Until next time, I'll see you in Misha's room. <laughs>